It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Also, World T20 cricket time, of course, overnight. Uh, the Black Caps just uh, falling short uh, against Australia, but there were promising signs uh, within the group, and it was just a warm up match. And uh, so, no reflection on the result itself, but uh, more so the individuals taking part. Uh, and one bloke, of course, who will have uh, immense interest in the tournament uh, about to start proper uh, is Deepak Patel. Um, one of New Zealand's uh, best-known white ball cricketers, in fact. If you talk about innovation in cricket, it was Deepak Patel who was used by Martin Crowe back in 1992 to open the bowling, and everyone thought, wow, that's uh, innovative, that can't work. Well, it did. It absolutely did work, and I'm pleased to say that uh, Dip has joined us on the line this morning. Uh, good morning to you, Dip. Uh, uh, tell us uh, a wee bit about your involvement in cricket these days. What, what are you up to? Morning, Smithy. Uh, yeah, no, I'm uh, still involved heavily um, from a coaching aspect. Um, I'm at the I'm at the head of cricket at King's College in Auckland. So, uh, unfortunately, uh, times are pretty difficult at the moment, and we're not involved in any sort of cricket at all. So, uh, yeah, very frustrating. I must admit. Well, that's an interesting point. It's not a question I was going to ask, but I am now. Uh... Um, yeah, I think Mark Greatbatch is, well, has or was involved with some cricket up there at school level in Auckland. Just how, how strong is it in uh, New Zealand's biggest city? Because it's a real uh, indicator of, of where the game's going up there. Yeah, no, no, it's a fair point. And, uh, you know, right across the board at school level, certainly first level cricket and even below, uh, Auckland cricket's pretty healthy. Um, doesn't quite reflect when it comes to age group cricket as far as Auckland are concerned but uh, you know there's a fair bit of depth um, and it's been nurtured very well uh, at, at school level um, most definitely and Mark, myself you know there's uh, several coaches now Mark O'Donnell's now so it's the St Kent uh, and then you've got people like Ian Trott and so yeah it's sort of um, very competitive first living cricket um, uh, that, that, that's obviously when, when we're playing and which we haven't done lately most of that So where do they go Dip? I mean a lot of clubs are saying around the country that they can't get sides where, where, do you, where in your mind you, you're hands on with these kids at this age but where do you think they're going that they aren't carrying on and, and um, you know, adding to the numbers at club levels etc Look Stoppy, I don't want to sound very negative, but the infrastructure as far as grassroots cricket and where junior cricket is going uh, is very poor, very poor indeed. Um, you know, clubs are sort of almost reluctant, complacent that the kids are just going to turn up and and, and, and literally <laughs> just go to the club and say, yeah, I'm available. But, uh, yeah, gone are the days where 
kids were well looked after, uh, you know, and integrated into into senior cricket by senior players who were playing reserve grades. Um, it just doesn't happen anymore, unfortunately. Um, yeah, so it is frustrating to watch these kids who basically playing very competitive first level cricket, uh, and then once they finished in year thirteen, they seem to be, get lost. Uh, they don't um, they don't seem to pursue uh, their cricket further. Uh, they get disillusioned when they get get to a lot of the clubs, um, and they just doesn't seem to be any enticement for these young cricketers to go and and mix with the the, the, the senior players. Um, so yeah, very hard to pinpoint the exact area, but um, yeah, I don't think that uh, from certainly from the province or from uh, club cricket here in Auckland, uh, yeah, I, I don't see a, a clear pathway for these young kids. No, and and I've, the sad thing I find about it Dip, is, is that uh, if they were looking for a, a team to inspire them, this is probably one of the strongest uh, times for New Zealand cricket in terms of internationals uh, that we've ever had. And there's so many good players to look up to, to study and to learn from. Uh, but that's just yeah. by the by, and, and uh, hopefully New Zealand cricket are addressing that and somehow we can turn it around. But uh, one of the reasons I really wanted to talk to you about is this T20 World Cup coming up. Is I think it's going to be influenced a lot by spin, and I think that's a good thing. Uh, and in, in our ranks in particular, we've included Mitch Santner, Todd Astor, we Sodi, Mark Chapman and Glenn Phillips. Long gone are the days when we took one, maybe two spinners away and didn't place much emphasis on it. So uh, from that point of view, it's good. You'll be loving that. Uh, are we strong enough in that area to make a mark in this T20 World Cup? Yeah, I've got reservations, to be honest with you, Stockley. Um, yeah, look, uh, yeah, I, I think that it's here. To, yeah, look, I, I totally agree with you. It's been, he's going to play a big part in Dubai. You know, just in the last sort of four or five years, I, I was involved with PNG cricket, and we played a lot of cricket in Dubai, and spin bowling played a huge part. So, yeah, um, as far as the Black Caps, yeah, I think Sodi has, over the years, has probably been our best spinner uh, in, in, in in T20 cricket so it's good to see that he's going to get a fair go uh, I'm convinced about the other guys they just had, I don't I don't think they've played enough international cricket to to say yeah we're confident um, but you know certainly at uh, provincial level uh, they've, they've certainly been probably the, the better spinners that uh, that that have, uh, that have played the game so yeah look I, I think it's going to be not only uh, how many you take into it is, is how they're used as well. That, that's going to be the critical part. Uh, I'm not a big watcher of T20, uh, T20 cricket, but I'll just watch the odd highlights in here and there. And I think that, you know, if you really analyse what some of the better countries who've got decent spinners is to how they use them and, and, and what stages of the game, and I think that's going to be the, 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 the critical part. One of the interesting things about uh, introducing spinners very early on, in fact, in fact even in the, the first over, as, as uh, Martin Crow did with you back in 92, was a lot of people said spinners can't bowl with a new ball, uh, which is a bit of a fallacy. You made it that way, but uh, a lot of people did struggle to do that. Can you explain to, to people listening what the tough part about it is in terms of bowling with a new ball? Oh, look, every every spinner's different, you know. Uh, you'll find some spinners are very comfortable using the new ball, others aren't. And I think it, it all comes down to, yeah, what is the 
what is the purpose of the, the spinner opening the bowling? Uh, is it a, 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 a defensive move or is it an attacking move? And certainly, from my perspective, it was always an attacking move. Martin never really asked me to bowl, you know, economically. It was a case of, look, if you can get me a couple of wickets in the first power play, yeah, you've done your bit, whether you go for five or eight runs and over. It didn't matter, really. Uh, so that, that, that's, the, uh, that's the point that a lot of captains and coaches need to sort of factor in. But it's all very well, including your spinners, but at what stage are they going to be bowling at? And I think that if you're going to go into with more than two or, or possibly going with three or four, then you need to be bowling your best spinners early in, in the innings, in the first power play. That's where you want to pick up wickets. And in T20 cricket, you know that most teams, uh, their top batters are batting in the top four. Uh, so if you get two of their best batters out in the first power play, well, you, yeah, you've done your job. Uh, and if it doesn't work, so be it. Uh, you just move on and there are other stages in the, in the innings you can still bring them back on and, and been able to bowl. So, yeah, I think... Yeah, the key is, for me, that if you are going to open with the bowling with the spinners, you've got to attack with them. You've got to put a slip in. You've got to have uh, short mid-wickets or short covers um, because batsmen's egos these days are, they, look, the boundaries aren't big enough for us. We're going to clear it. But they may clear it twice, but at the same time, they're likely to just just chip one short in the covers there or don't quite get hold of it and the deep fielders are attacking fielders, they, they pick up wickets and suddenly, you, as we all know, you know it's the, the easiest and way to slow the run rate down is take wickets and I, I believe that's what spinners are doing and I don't think it's just this D20 comp in the World Cup, Smithy. Uh, I mean, you've only got to look at the 50 over World Cups and T20 World Cups and if you look back to, at the records and spinners are always at the top uh, when it comes to who, who's outperformed what, uh, what form of bowling. One of the great mysteries for me of late and around the Black Caps is Mitchell Santner. Uh, I, I was one of those players that thought there's a guy with such natural ability. Um, you know, let's get him in there. Uh, and, and he showed signs early on in the piece of being a genuine all-rounder. But I'm not quite sure he's reached the heights uh, with either form of the game. So it's a puzzle to me. What do you see in Mitchell Santner or what you don't see, which you'd like to see about his bowling? Well, I, I remember when I was the sort of head of spin with New Zealand cricket, and certainly he was one that always stood out to me that he had the potential uh, to be a, a top-quality test bowler, to be, let alone one-day bowler. But yeah, I think he's just lost his way. I think that he's confused. Uh, I think that shifting from one format to the next and then what his roles are within the team because you're always constantly hearing from the Black Caps management that he's a batting all-rounder, not a bowling all-rounder. So that in itself, I think, is, is where his his biggest problem is. That what is it? Is he, is he an all-rounder or is he a spinner? Spin bowling all-rounder or is he a batting all-rounder? So, yeah, look, I, I think that he's, he's tried to attack too much at times. Um, and I think he's lost that ability to be able to go in there and spin the ball, which which he did 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 do when he was a youngster, definitely. But I think he's just got carried away with the variations and the sort of um, the, the, what's what's asked of him to be a, a, as a spinner for for the Black Caps. And I, I believe he needs to have a more 
more defined role within the, the, the setup. That is he just going to be a spinner that's a defensive and his role is to just to contain, or does he want to get, get in there and attack uh, and spin the ball, get back to spinning the ball, attack the stumps, bowl that line that left armers should be bowling that sort of middle, middle and off stump, attack the stump. So give yourself a chance to to get the LBs and the the, the balls and, and 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 make the batsmen hit you straight, not across the line. And if they do, and if you're bowling the correct line, then it's uh, you're always in the game, but I just feel that he's all over the place. You know, he's, he's trying to deceive the batsmen through the air and the, the wide deliveries, and then and he'll try a, an arm ball or a long end that he's practicing. But, so I just don't see any consistency with his bowling, and I think, yeah, uh, that's that's what my although you know I don't watch it that often, but when I do, I do take note of it, and, and it's my opinion that he just needs to get back to the basics of of spinning the ball, attack the stumps, make the batsman hit you across the line, get 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 the LBs and bowls back into play. You've got more opportunities rather than just hoping that the batsman is just going to hold that in the covers or in the deep. So, I had to say, you, you, you haven't really uh, run your finger across many of these uh, teams because you don't watch a lot of T20 cricket, but if you look at the conditions uh, and you say spin will play a big part of it, and I'm a firm believer... And T20 cricket, while people perceive it's a big hitters game uh, and, and it's uh, all about the batsman because it's designed that way, I don't agree with that. I, I think the best bowling side will probably win this T20 World Cup because they'll prevent those guys going about their work. Uh, so in that respect, uh, who do you think perhaps uh, the one or two sides to look for in the T20 World Cup? Oh, look, most definitely, yeah. You know, as much as you know, look, T20 is obviously very attractive to, to to the supporters who want to see the ball flying into the, the stands and, and clearing the boundary and that. But yeah, at the end of the day, it's the bowlers that win the game. Um, no question about it. You know, you're, you're going to have the odd batsman who can bat through. How often do you see hundreds scored in T20 cricket? Not very often. Mm. So, you know, it's a rarity to see an opening batsman who bats through and gets a. 120 or 110 not out to win the game. You know, that you might get one in 10. Whereas the bowlers are the ones who, you know, who, guys who can get you a three for 25, a three for 30, or a four for, a four for 50. Uh, they're the guys who are going to win you the game. Certainly the close ones anyway. Um, but yeah, look, if you've got a good, decent batting side and you stack it up with your, with your five or six decent bowlers, uh, they're always going to win you the game. Whereas if you try and stack your side up with lots of batsmen, I think that's the wrong way to go about it. You've got to back your top four. If they don't win you the game in T20 cricket, then certainly you know, you're sort of seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. 10, 11. Guys are just going to come in and try and get a quick, quick 10 off three balls. That's the only time they're going to win the game. So they're certainly not going to get you the big scores. So... My my argument in T20 cricket, yeah, stack your team up with your best five or six bowlers. And if you've got six batsmen, uh, decent batsmen, uh, that, I think that's, that's, that's the mix you need. Uh, don't overload your batting, uh, the batting order. So I, pack, I suppose uh, the question is, which, which countries? Well, look, yeah, yeah. You, so the Indians and Pakistanis, um, I don't think Sri Lanka will be a force. Uh, South Africa could be one. They're sort of quietly quite underachievers of late, but 
Yeah, they've got a couple of decent spinners. Um, their pace bowling attack is good. Don't know whether they're going to get enough runs, but South Africa, uh, Australia, yeah, I've got question marks. I don't think they've got the bowling to, to, to back them up. The batting is strong, um, but I'm not sure that, that they're bowling. So, yeah, Black Caps, uh, again, I, I think they're very well balanced. The key is going to be uh, what bowling attack do they go in with. I think they've, they've got plenty of depth there, but what's the best combination? I don't know. I mean, if you look at our boys that played in the IPL, we didn't have a lot of bowlers having a lot of success. So, yeah, that's going to be the key, is that what balance do we go in with and what's our, who are our best bowlers in T20 cricket? And you've got to get that combination right. What's your handicap at the moment? Just finally, what's your golf handicap? Stockley. Uh, it's not very often I've been getting out lately, but I've actually got a game this afternoon. Uh, so, you know, I'm up there but struggling at seven, mate. So, uh, you know, I, I can't say that I can compete with your uh, plus one or whatever it is. But um, yeah, one of these days I might have to get you out there. Well, I'd like to do that because uh, at this stage you're giving me seven shots. I look forward to it very much indeed, Dipak. <laughs> uh, yes, honest <laughs> Stockley, yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Good on you. Now, I'd love to get you Good out here you. at Merawine. Come and have a round at Royal Merawine and we'll, we'll test your skills. Good on you, man. Uh, hey, oh, Dip, great to catch up, mate. Great to have a chat. Uh, thank you very much uh, uh, for your input. Yeah, yep, cheers. Anytime, cheers, mate. man. Go well. Yeah. Terrific man, uh, Deepak Patel. And man, uh, going back to 92, uh, did he catch a lot of players by surprise? And was he one of the reasons New Zealand did so well back in that tournament? You bet he was. Fantastic. Underrated. Uh, very, very good all-round cricketer, Deepak Patel. Just uh, Google him and have a look at his record around the scene and his history back in county cricket with Worcester in particular, Worcestershire. Uh, fantastic. And great to catch up with